Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, B-Fan Podcast. Thank you for tuning in, and as always, thank you for giving me your time. Today, I'm here with... Keegan Carmouche. And Keegan is actually returning. We had an episode called, I Wonder What You Think, and it was a really good episode. We talked about just maintaining it. You know what I'm saying? Doing what you do, being who you be, and being aware of yourself and who you are as a person. Um, Today, I think we wanted to start with, you know, being patient. So if you want to just run us through, you said you got a new hobby in golf. How's that really been teaching you how to be patient? You know, growing up, I used to play baseball. For real? Yeah. Talking to the mic, too. My grandpa got me into it. Um, my uncle played baseball in the major leagues. For real? Yeah, so you know, <laughs> I grew up swinging a t-ball. So <laughs> I got into baseball. You know, I didn't play in high school and all that. It's cool. Mm-hmm. But I always wanted to smack the ball. You know, yeah, like, like just, just, like just rip it. I just wanted to hit ding. home runs. That's all I wanted. Yeah. But in golf, it's different, man. Yeah. It's really different. You got to have a certain technique, you know. Mm-hmm. You can golf when you're nine to five, man. Yeah. It's slow and steady. Yeah. Um, but yeah, patience. Uh, you really got to think outside the box when it mm-hmm. comes to patience. Yeah. You got to sit back, observe. And give it time. Listen. See. Pay attention. Yeah. Look, right. look for the nuances. Yeah. I think that's one thing. I feel like. Like I was saying, we always looking for like the big ass sign of something like going wrong, or when we looking for a problem to fix, because usually that's when patience is most needed. We'll look at it and be like, "All right, I'm looking for the biggest sign there, and then that's it. That's it. That's what I need to change." But it's really looking for like the smallest little little changes you can make, because in the grand scheme of things, it's nothing like super wrong with us. You know yeah. what I mean? It's 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 always going to be something small that changes us. It's always going to be a small habit that changes how we live. So people want to think the correlation between waking up and making your bed has to do with you having a good day. That's not something you think about. you like, mm, I do it so much, I roll out of bed, I just go start my day. But just rolling out of your bed doing that, that just leaves so much chance in your day, you know what I mean? So it's like, if you can get up and have some type of organization, and organization is the first thing you see, your day your day will be more orchestrated. And I'm not saying it's always gonna be perfectly good. And I'm not gonna say sometimes it's gonna be bad. That's just life. But it's like at least you know you was correlated or orchestrated or uh, you know what I'm saying, organized when you started your day. Shit like that. I definitely feel like it goes to discipline, you know? Mm-hmm. Once you turn that discipline into a habit, you ain't got to worry about that. Yeah. You know, how, how you find yourself uh, disciplining your day to day life? What what some disciplines you've been taking note of lately? One thing you can't do without God. Okay, you get know, into it. Talk to him. You know, do it in privacy. Mm-hmm. Hone in with the spirit. You gotta be in touch with the spirit. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then you gotta know oneself. So your do's, your don'ts, your likes, your dislikes. Okay, stay away from them. But also, go hard at the ones you do like. Yeah. And once you do that, you realize, like, everything else is a distraction. Yeah. You know? And then once you can hone in on the shit that you really like, you can take advantage of that and push that push that narrative and keep pushing that narrative. And then find some stuff you ain't know you like. You know what I mean? Don't get comfortable with what you find that you like, but go in and look for shit that you don't know if you like. Go find a new hobby. 
Go go figure out if you know how to draw. Go figure out if you know how to paint. You'll never know what you really love until you try it. And to start saying no to everything that you see is going to put you in this little-ass box. And that's when your life going to start to feel like it's going in spirals. Because mm, talk to you done boxed yourself up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's, I don't know, you just got to get to a point where you're willing to be not... Uncomfortably comfortable. Yeah, uncomfortably comfortable. Yeah. Be okay with being bad. I see this sweatshirt sometimes, and on okay. the back of it, it say, uh, it say, your fear of looking stupid is holding you back. Mm. A lot of the times, people don't have the courage to step out and, um, you know what I'm saying, be different. A lot of people don't want to be the different person in the room. That's conformity. Yeah, and it's hard to, it's even hard to engage in class sometimes because when nobody is talking... Nobody wants to be the first one to speak. I like that you get into the problems. Yeah. Excuse that mess. It's cool. It's like, you know what I'm saying? Nobody wants to be the first one to speak. Nobody wants to be the first one to interact with the teacher because it's like all eyes are on you at that point. But I feel like if you the one to break the barrier, you already got some form of power. Mm. And not even like power in like a, uh, you know what I'm saying, dominant way, but like power as in you got pool. You can orchestrate whatever the fuck is going on because you was the first one to speak. I forget where I saw this at. I think it was in the book. I've been reading um, Success 101. I just finished okay. that book yesterday. Who's, who's the author? Fuck. <laughs> oh, did I? I think like, I don't know. I don't want to say John Maxey. It might be John okay. Maxey. Okay. I, I wish I could hurry up and type it. I need to learn how to type a little bit faster. But Success 101, it's like a small little book. It's yellow and it got white letters on it. I can give you the description of the book. Okay. I just can't tell you who wrote it. But um, in there he said, I don't even know if he said it in there, but it was like the first person to react. That's an automatic leader. Mm. The second person is like they caught on, but they kind of kind of a follower, but they caught on. And then the third person is just a straight follower. You know what I mean? So you want to be the one to initiate because then you know where shit going to go. And people start to look at you for guidance. Even if you don't know what the fuck going on, nobody knows what they're doing. So don't get don't be afraid to be the first one to speak. Actually encourage it out of yourself because you'll put yourself in a better position to build Better relationships, better networks, better this, better that. I actually could say this now. I remember in high school when we was online. All right, so it was I took a uh, I was taking history. We was in history class, and we was taking this um we was taking this test online or whatever. And you had a certain amount of time to complete it, and I, he like shut it down or whatever. Whatever fuck was going on. We did the test. I did the test, but. The next day, like the next after the next couple of days, or like the next day in class, he told me and like five other people to stay back, right? So we stay back in the Zoom call, and he like, you know, I noticed that y'all had the same answer right here, and then I y'all also cheat, noticed cheating. I didn't cheat with them, but I'm telling, I'm getting to it. He he thought we was cheating, so he like, I noticed y'all had the same answer, and I noticed all of y'all got it wrong. Mm. So he like, why is that? And it's me and five other dudes on the call, and we like, nobody wants to say anything. So I'm like, in my in my mind, I'm like, all right, rationally speaking, whoever, whatever you say first, and whoever says it first, that's the most believable person. Because after that, everybody becomes a me too. Mm. So it was like, I had to think quick on my feet. I was like, you know what happened was, you know, I was studying for the test, and I couldn't find that piece of information in the book, so I looked it up on the internet. I did do that. Admit to a little bit of something, you know what I'm saying? I did look that up, and that's what I studied. And when I put it down, I didn't know that that was the wrong answer or whatever. And that was me. I got that out. And he was like, all right, Austin, what the rest of y'all got? And he was like, oh, I did that too. I did that too. Like, they didn't know what else to say. And so 
he was like, all right, all right, y'all can leave. Austin, stay back. So he was like, you know, Austin, I believe you, this, this, and that. And you was the only one to finish the test. So I'm going to give you full credit. Everybody else, they going to get 50%. But that's just the, the, the power of speaking first. Be the, one, be the first one to speak up. And don't be afraid to say anything stupid. Think about what you say, but don't let don't wait till the perfect you got the perfect words to say something. If it's on your mind, speak it. Say it out loud. How you feel about that? That's an excellent point. I feel like there's a narrative nowadays to not speak up. Yeah. Hate speech. You know. But I feel like no one can take your voice. Mm-hmm. Use it. If you have any thoughts, ideas, beliefs about something. Yeah. Express it. Yeah. Um, everyone has the right to an opinion, but don't enforce that opinion on anyone. everybody else. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah. I mean, you can, you know, introduce them to it, make them aware, but you can't force it. Yeah. And that comes out of just being human. Mm-hmm. You can look at someone and feel ill will, you know, like I can't get along with this person or I just can't. That's not me. Yeah. I just haven't met a common ground. True. Common ground, you know. And it goes to respect. Mm-hmm. I feel like this world, it's not a nice world. <laughs> but I believe in this world. Yeah. I believe in respect, love, peace, harmony. And it's achievable. Mm-hmm. Like you said, the first ones that speak up, if they can bring light to this, mm-hmm. can change the world. Man. And then another thing I was uh, I was looking at was the guy, this guy, he was saying, I was watching this video, he was like, if you ever look at people and you feel some type of, like you were saying, not ill will, but like, it's just something about them that you don't like and you find yourself judging people. When you judge people, take a step back and then look on the inside and see if there's anything within you that has a certain insecurity towards that type of whatever you judging. You know what I mean? And that really hit me and it's like, we judge so many people so fast right. in our daily lives. It's like 15 seconds. Yeah. It's like, boom, straight like that. And you don't even got enough time to react. And you just do it and you agree with it. And once you agree with it and give it that confirmation of thought, it's there. Mm. But judging people is like, I don't know, it add up. It stack up. It's almost like, what was this law I was learning in class? Like, the law of accumulation. Talk to me. Like, it happens. It ha- Excuse me. It happens Um. It happens so fast and so subtle that it doesn't seem to have an immediate impact on our lives at that point in time. But when you go along the years and you've judged somebody, for number's sake, five times a day for five years, that's a big-ass number. And that right there is what leads to the overall problem. It's not, it's not the last blow that, bre- that breaks the boulder. But it's the past hits that put all that work in, and then the last blow is just what so happened to put it over the top. Right. Yeah. You're totally right on that one. I want to go to living in the moment. Yeah. The importance of living in the moment. Right. Because once it's gone, you ain't got it no more. Yeah. It's gone. It it's, happened. It's di- Nothing like that will happen again. Ever. It's unique. It's special. And people miss living in the moment. Because they're not aware. Mm. Something amazing could have just happened. Get into it. You say it's so unique, it's so so perfect, but 
people miss it because they're not aware. What you mean by that? They're distracted. By what? Whatever else they got going on besides being in the moment. Mm. So how do you suggest people get in the moment and then once once they in it, stay in it? Stay off their phones. Get off your phone. Social media, get off it. Uh, day naps, get off it. <laughs> get off all of it, man. What you need to do is find those things that you really like and get to it. Yeah. And... You know, being in the moment, that's that's something that I uh, take with, uh, I used to say, not even used to say, I still say it now that everything is perfect. Mm. It's almost like how... I don't know about that one, though. But, hold on, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. Because it's all dependent on how you think about what perfect is. Okay, talk to me. What's your, what's your definition of perfect? My definition of perfect has to be everything is exactly how it's supposed to be at that exact moment in time because it can't be anything else and it can't be anywhere else we can't be anywhere else but in this moment of time and every moment in time is so unique to its own point it's almost like how every snowflake is different you'll never see two snowflakes that's the same that's perfect i don't know i think the definition of perfect that we all usually have is flawlessness we expect everything to come without a flaw we expect everything to work without any sort of hindrance. But if everything was flawless, how would we ever be able to readjust? I think it's flawless execution. Go ahead. Things are going to happen in your life, mm-hmm. ups and downs. You're going to struggle. Mm-hmm. You're going to have adversity. It's all going to build you, though. If you're doing everything you got to do, giving it your all, your best, that's perfect. Yeah. Because that's it's supposed to happen. Like yeah. You said. So what type of adversity do you feel like you faced in your life and how did you get over it? <sighs> like you said, the mental game, man. Go ahead. My whole life, I thought it was me versus the world, you know? Yeah. It was like, why me? Mm-hmm. Why don't matter, man? Why are you asking why? Why am I going to change anything? Yeah. So I learned that you just, it's me versus me. Mm-hmm. It's you versus yourself. Mm-hmm. You are your own challenge. You only got so much time. How can I make the most out of it? Mm-hmm. How can I be the best version of me? You know, I forgot who said this, but there's a saying like, when you're on your deathbed, right? Imagine being surrounded by all your ghosts go ahead, of go the ahead. achievement of the achievements you didn't accomplish. Right. Telling you, you could have lived this, you could have been this. It's like the the ghost of Christmas past. Yeah. And you don't want to be that. You want to live life to the fullest, knowing you did everything you could. And you enjoyed yourself. Mm-hmm. And that I, I believe that's happiness. That's perfection. Yeah. And you know, I know who said that was Denzel Washington who said that. He nah, said I don't that, know if he was the first one who said it. Though. Oh, he wasn't the first so one. I, don't, I didn't want to quote nobody. Oh, I get what you mean. But yeah. Denzel Washington said that on a really good, um, what they call those, commencement speeches? Yeah. Yeah, he said that on a really good commencement speech. Now, so I got this class called, uh, it's a GSIM. Hold on, before you get into that. Go ahead. I was watching Training Day last night. Oh, for real? You know what Denzel Washington said? What do you say? It's not what you know. Is what you can prove. Mm. That's what it's about. So being able to, I don't know that. Yeah, that's good because I feel like a lot of times people use words and they throw out these promises, but nobody ever really um what they call it executes them. Like you were saying, yeah. And it's all about execution, like you were just saying. So it's um, I don't know. One thing I want to put out there is being able to make a promise and then follow through on it. And I wrote this as well. It was like 
actually I read this and I wrote about it. It was all about under promising and over delivering. And that's a way to get like I think that was in the book How to Influence People, How to Win Friends and How to Influence People. That might have been by Dale Carnegie. That might have been in the book. But basically what he was saying is if you're going to make a promise, don't make it so big that not even you can keep it. Because like building the wall, you know. Yeah. Trump promised <laughs> big old wall. It never happened. But like it's all based on emotion. People yeah. move on emotions. Mm-hmm. So once you realize that you have emotional intelligence and only you have the power to control them, like no one can make you sad, no one can make you angry. It's all you. Once you master that, anything you say is like golden. Golden. People gonna follow it. They gonna listen. So what it is is under promising and over delivering. It's like understand what you can do, mm. and right before you make the promise. Make it a little bit lower. Mm. So, mm. to give an example, be like, say you in sales. You say, all right, I'm going to take this product that you have, and I guarantee you I can sell 10 of them. You know what I'm saying? 10 of whatever product you have. Yeah. And then, in your head, you know you can sell 20. But since you promised them 10, his expectations is, is he like, all right, bet, we're going to have 10 sales. And you come back and you say, you know what, I sold 20. Now they more emotionally inclined to fuck with you. You know what I'm saying? So the next time you say, don't even go straight to 20. Say you can get 15 and come back with 30. Mm. You know what I mean? You under-promise and you over-deliver. So people are more inclined to trust you with what you're doing. And even if you don't get to sell that extra 30, you at least know you can bang out 15. You know what I'm saying? You can bang out 15 of themselves. So whether you fulfill, it's all about whether you fulfill the promise. You know what I'm saying? So even if you don't get to over-deliver, at least you made a promise small enough to where you know you can keep it. And once you can do that, then promises add up. It's like the law of accumulation. It might not add up at that certain moment, and it might not have the biggest impact on your life. But being able to build your own credit, and not talking about like money and debt and stuff, but being able to build the credibility of your character, your person, that's, is, that's what gets you through life. We all are credit cards, if we all think about it. We are human credit cards. The extent to which we trust somebody has to do with what we feel like their credibility is. And when somebody new comes into our life, they don't have any type of credit score to us. You know what I'm saying? If they come in our life, they're new to us, we may get recommendations from these people to trust these people, but we still never had an interaction with them. So when these new people come into our life, they they got a blank credit score. And however they fulfill the first promise that they make to us, determines their credit score on your scale. You know what's crazy? What? You only know how much someone tells you. Exactly. How you feel about that? Hmm. Not being able to know someone else's thoughts. Yeah. That that's they, they that's motiva- trippy to me. Yeah, that's no, crazy they, to me. They motivations behind shit. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. And me and my friend Mishael, we did an episode called You Never Know. Okay. And it was ba- we were basically talking about how we see people day to day and we sometimes we judge people and we interact with people, we meet people. And like I was saying, we build that credit score in our head with who they are. But we really don't know mm. who they truly are unless they say something. So it's like, like you were saying, everybody that we meet is a blank slate. So and your that, words hold weight. Yeah. It's, impor- it's important to know what you're going to say, watch I, what you say. Yeah, and watch know. how you promising to people. Yeah, and let your, actions, let your actions speak louder than your words. So how you feel about broken promises? Broken promises. Broken promises. Oh, my God. Broken promises. One thing I learned from... Um, Another book I was reading was like this trust bank. 
oh my god, the book is like I could see the book like in my room. But like it's um these broken promises. It's a trust bank that we all have. We all have have a trust bank within us. And everybody builds your trust over the year, accumulation of that personal credit we got. Everybody built their trust bank over the years. But once you default on that one payment and you don't make that payment, which is like you don't fulfill that promise, it's all gone. Yeah. And it's hard to regain trust because trust is something that's so sacred. Trust is something that, you know, rules the world. Because like you were saying, you you only know somebody to the extent that they speak to you or to what they tell you. And their actions. Yeah, so it's like, damn, you really got to trust that they telling you all you really need to know. They don't got to tell you everything. Everything but what you need to know. Just, you got to trust that they telling you everything you need to know. And when they don't follow through on that promise, it's hard to it's hard to fuck with them again because now that seed of doubt has been planted in your head. Yeah. See, before you was ignorant to what they could do, but after they do something, you now, you're no longer ignorant. So it's like, it's almost like ignorance is bliss. But once you find out something about it, it's like they got to rebuild that trust within you. And that's going to take a long time. And that's going to take, for you to be, rebuild that trust with somebody, if you break a promise, that's going to take you the, using the law of accumulation mm. and the law of um, under-promising and over-delivering. But it's up to you. If you break a promise or if somebody breaks that promise, it's up to them to mend that relationship. It's up to us to forgive them because it's bad to hold grudges. But sometimes you can't count on people to do that. Yeah. To build that rapport back with you. Right. So what what should we do with those people? How you feel about it? It's their job. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we're not worried about it. Mm-hmm. Can't be. We got bigger things to focus on. Mm-hmm. Like I said, they, from the start, uh, it's a distraction. Yeah. So it's you. That's really all it is. Um how you feel about let's go let's let's talk deep. You wanna talk deep? Yeah, go ahead. How you feel about love? Love? Nah, it's different levels of love. What you mean, love? Love in its purest form. I don't know. I feel like love is one of the strongest things on earth. Mm. Because I, I maybe if that's if anything, I feel like trust and love, they like I don't know, it's a fine line. I'm not actually sure, though, because you can love somebody and they can break your trust, but you can still love them and not Broken trust promises. them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but that, that cuts up your heart. It do, but I don't know. I'm, I'm not too educated on that. <laughs> Listen. Go ahead. What you got to do is you analyze something. Mm-hmm. You got to break it down into three parts. Go ahead. Is this somebody that I have a genuine connection with? Okay. That's love. Mm-hmm. Purest form. Mm-hmm. I can feel his energy. They can feel my energy. It's good. Mm-hmm. The second one, you can gain something from it. You remember your train of thought? No, nah, let's just switch it up. No, you were saying, I remember your train of thought. You were saying, um... You were saying it's three stages to like love and trust. The first one is um. No, I remember, but oh, go ahead, keep going. Nah, keep going. Nah. It was good. Nah, you no, think I, so? yeah, keep nah. going. Keep going. They're not ready for that. Nigga, go. <laughs> hey, y'all too young for that. Talk that shit. I ain't, gonna get, I ain't gonna get y'all that wisdom. You can yet. gain something from <laughs> it. You know what? No, I like that point, and I'm gonna keep it going. So, it's something. 
in life, you gotta if you're gonna have people around, you're gonna bring people around, or if you're gonna be in people's lives. Yeah. Not even in a relationship standpoint or a big love standpoint, but just in having connections with people. Yeah. You gotta bring some type of uh something to the table. You got yeah, you gotta matter bring matter of fact, I'm about to just go back into it. You mean do it? <laughs> go ahead. I'll do it. I'll do it. All right. Genuine love. It's just like you know it's good. It's not with a girlfriend, not with a boyfriend, whatever you got. It's like family, it's everybody. You know, mm-hmm. you meet someone the fifth, first 15 seconds, it's like, okay, I know this person's a good person. Yeah. And it ends out being true. Mm-hmm. You just feel it. Yeah. The second is like in the business world, you know, jobs. I'm working with this person. Uh, it's just for mutual benefit. That's what we call number two, mutual, mutual benefit. And then the third one is, is just you can't get along with this person. Yeah. It's just, it's not going to work. No matter what you do, you're not going the same way. Now, do you feel like you can hate somebody and love them at the same time? I don't hate. Well, not even hate. Just know you can't be in that person's life no more due to That's the, love. Yeah, go ahead. Be free. Mm. I'm not mad at what you're doing. Loving without constraint. Yeah. Loving without what they call it. Oh, shit. I love that you're doing... What you doing? Yeah. I love that for you. I love that you came on. But, like, I'm saying, like, loving without needing something. What do they call Unconditional love. Unconditional love. Oh, my God. I think that's the pure. That's the purest form of love Genuine. right there. Yeah, that's what I was getting at. Yeah. I'm, glad, I'm glad you brought that up. Unconditional love. And that's when you can, somebody could do anything, even break that trust. That Now we can get into it. Ooh, now, I now like my how shit you going full on. circle. Yeah, full yeah, circle. Yeah, yeah, go yeah. ahead. Go so ahead. Even go ahead. when they break that trust, yeah. unconditional love is... Loving somebody no matter what they do. And when you love somebody, they don't gotta act, they don't have to physically be in your life mm. to to love them, but it can be a, a feeling that you got and that you radiate because you just wanna see good happen in their life. Mm. So being able to love somebody unconditionally is loving them whether they love you back or not. To you, they flawless. Oh they flawless. Yeah. They can do no wrong to you. Yeah. And even if you see the wrong, yeah. it's just constructed in your body that is like, you know what? They learn it. It's not that we find every excuse to love them, mm-hmm. but it's like we tr- we understanding where they coming from because yeah. not everybody gonna have the same experience that you had. Listen, I heard this a few days ago. Go ahead. Nothing's reality, everything's perception. Because mm-hmm. look, there's no one reality. Right. One version of someone is not the same version another person sees on someone else. You know what that's called? I just learned this shit last night. It's okay. called quails. Quails. It's like quail or quail. It starts with a Q or something Q-U-A-L-S, like that. Q-U-A-L-S, quails? Or Yeah, or Q-U-A-I-L-S. I never looked it okay. up, but I was learning this in class last night. This girl from South Africa is in my class, and she was bringing it up because we had like this uh, this project or this in-class debate we was doing. And what quails is exactly what you're talking about. I just want to get this out of my bad. But it's like me and you see this table is brown, right? Right. But... The shade of brown that I'm seeing could be different from the shade of brown that you're seeing, mm. but it's no real way to. It could get be that a out. red. Yeah, could be a little red, and it could be super dark to me, but you see it as super light. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. we both see in the same reality, but we wouldn't know how to. I don't know, like how to voice that. I wish I looked it up before I talked it up, but I want well, to get that out. Yeah, something like that. But yeah, keep going. You were saying everything is perception, nothing is reality. Yeah. Everything's perception. It's like most of your life is consumed of thoughts. 
Mm-hmm. You bring your thoughts, your ideas to life through mm-hmm. actions. Yeah. So whatever your thoughts are telling you to do is what you're going to do. Now, yeah. some is, um, you know, you have conscious and subconscious. Yeah. Sometimes you're just going to do things that's just like. It's the subjective and the objective mind. Yeah. I love reading about that shit. Yeah. Yeah. But you got to understand there's my truth or not my truth. Let me stop saying my. Their truth, your truth, and the truth. Mm-hmm. But how do we understand? But what is what, truth? Yeah, that's what I was exactly what I was about to say. What how the truth? fuck do we know what the what the truth is? Everyone has a different version of the story. Right. That's why going back to what I said, it's not what you know; it's what you can prove. Mm-hmm. Through your, and I'm not saying that in a derogatory way or um, consequential way. It's it's scientific. What, what can you say? Yeah. To persuade someone that what you're saying is right. Right, and everything. And that's not just law. That, that's not yeah, just yeah, law. That, that is goes, just like law. That's, that's not just law. It's everything in what you do. Yeah. It's like um, I don't know. It's, play, philo- play, it's but, philosophy. Playing football. It's, mm-hmm. it's conversations. Right. That's I, what it's, it's everything. Yeah. So yeah. So one thing I learned in philosophy class when I took it in high school was that I forgot who used to do it, but he was like, "You can make a statement, but everything comes down to a, a line of questioning." Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, if I question you enough, I can pull out the imperfections in what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? So I can make you contradict yourself just by asking you the right questions. Mm. So then that brings the question, how do we know what truth is? If you question something enough, you can catch the, in, not infallacy, but like the the imperfection inside the quote-unquote truth. But would it be an imperfection not knowing what truth is? Because, once again, it's subjective. Right. Or is it objective? I couldn't tell you. Well, no. Because you it's, believe it, it's it. subjective. Because it's, it's really like, it's based on who's thinking and who's saying what. If you haven't had a certain amount of uh, experiences in your life, and I did, and then we look at the same, we watch the same video, you know what I'm saying? What you going to pull out the video, based on the experiences that you went through, is going to be completely different from what I see through the video based on the experiences that I went through, but we both watched the same fucking video. So who's right? Nobody's right and nobody's wrong. It's just like what you said. So there's no truth. Right. Yeah. Damn. Disagreements. There we go. There we go. Keep going with that. Compromise. Mm-hmm. That's the only way we can all come together is find a common ground. Yeah. Something we can agree upon. Mm-hmm. But, um... I love the way humans are because mm-hmm. they're also unique and different. Yeah. Like everyone has their own beliefs and it's not like we're all robots. You don't want to live in a world full of robots. Mm-hmm. Is that's, that's why I like human interactions. Yeah. Meeting new people, seeing what I can learn from them, you mm-hmm. know? It's not all just like, oh, what, I, what can I do? I feel like the more people you meet, it's like, okay, the, I can learn something from this person. They can teach me something. They can add something, like an aspect part of their life to my life that's like, okay. I could do this. That's yeah. cool. But I feel like, I don't know. It's just a good feeling. Yeah, no, it's, it's it's like how can, when you go into interactions, you you should think, how can this person be of value to me? And not in a way where it's like you want to use day skills to help you in whatever project you're using in life. It's going in saying, why am I meeting this person? What is the reason for this this meeting? And what are they here to teach me? Yeah. 
And if you go into every single interaction with people just like that, you'll never be upset when people leave your life again. Because one thing we got to do is cut that. We got to sever that attachment to shit. You know what I'm saying? It's a difference between love and attachment. Mm. You see, love is unconditional. One's an addiction. Yeah. Love is unconditional. And attachment is you scared that shit going to be different if this person was to leave. So you're attached to them. Yeah. Because you don't want to see a change, not in your reality, but in your perception. Got to let go. You got to let them go. So you got to be unconditional. But so it's love, though. I'm saying. Yeah. So it was um, like we was talking about attachment and stuff. Damn. What, what point was I getting off? I lose track. Anyways, we got to let go of attachment. That's the tangent I'm on now. Attachment is when you have something and you don't want it to change. Even though you understand that everything changes every day and nothing is ever going to be the same, you want that to, you want to perceive that as never changing and everlasting. So one thing, I'll say Buddhist first before I give my example of what I do. One thing Buddhists would do is they make these sand paintings, right? And it takes them days, weeks, months. And as soon as it's done, they wipe it all away. Now they just put all these countless hours into making this one picture off the strength of their memory. They can't even look at a reference. They got to remember what it looked like and make it from scratch with sand. And then at the end of it, they just wipe it all away. One thing I do when I paint, and I, I understand that I like this painting so much, I say, damn, I really like this painting. I let it sit there for a few, and then on a random day, I'll just challenge myself to just paint over it. What can I get new out of this old configuration? You know what I mean? How can I make this new again? Because we always changing, and I think it's important for us to always understand that we changing. Love things in the moment, like you were saying, and when it's time, you let them go. But that's how you know you love something unconditionally. Mm. That's why it's important for us to follow our passion. Because we're going to love our passion regardless of what it look like. You know what I'm saying? It's easy to get AI. If you, if, let's see. Let's, let's use this one. It's easy to be in love with coding games. You know what I'm saying? Not, it's not easy to do. But you in love, if that's your passion, you like to code games, you code them, and you sit there and type. AI came out. That's an easier way to do your job. Now, you can stop doing what you love and give it to that and move on. But if your passion isn't coding, you're going to do it regardless of where everything is going. Regardless of how shit moving, you're going to do it because that's something that you love to do. What do you think about freedom? Freedom? What does freedom mean? Shit. Freedom hard to think about because there's so many different ways to go into it. What type of freedom? Who's free and who's free from what? Are we really constrained? You know what I mean? So from a legal standpoint, you know, pre-law or law. Is it pre-law right now? Yeah, I'm not a law student. Yeah, pre-law. How do you see freedom? Being a law student or being, a, you know, I'm putting it in the universe right now. Being a law student. How do you see freedom? In the eyes of the beholder or for the masses? Let's do both. Just start with one and then go to the other. Which one you want? Let's go with any eyes to, to be a holder. To me, freedom is the ability to choose. Okay. To have a say in my life. Okay. Everything's to an extent. You can do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. 
but the privilege to choose. Go ahead. Nah. All right, what's the other one? That's what it is, the privilege to choose. That's that's freedom. Individual freedom. Now, nah, what's to the masses freedom? It's different. Okay. Depends on where you are. Your environment has a way of shaping who you are. Mm-hmm. You know, social norms, mm-hmm. economic conditions, it depends. But I think the overall ideal of freedom is self-autonomy. Now, go on to that if somebody doesn't know what self-autonomy means. Basically, it's bodily control. Freedom of self. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, now that you bring up those points, I feel like freedom is the, like you were saying, the ability to choose, understanding the consequences that ensue after you make your choice. Mm. True freedom is not making a choice because of how, what a law is, but it's making a choice despite the law that was put in place. You know what I'm saying? Mm. It's... Uh, it could be hard to get into, and I'm not saying I live my life every day like this, but... Lawless? Lawless? Mm-mm. I mean... You got to have some type of structure. That's what I'm saying. You but it's it's choosing which laws apply to you. At least man-made laws. There's different laws. I'm saying you got There's the laws, laws of, of the nature. universe, you got the laws, laws of nature, yeah. you got the laws of the universe, all of that. That, to me, I feel like you got to you got to follow those. You can't change those because those been in, those been set for so long. Now, man-made laws... We created them. But that's for order. Huh? That's order. I and mean, I get that. There's certain laws that, you know, you know you, that are not I mean, right. yeah, it's illegal to cause harm to somebody else. It's yeah, illegal like, to do this, it's illegal to do that. Run a red light. You're going to run a red light? Laws like that. But what laws are you saying that we shouldn't abide by? Or? I'm not saying we as a people shouldn't you. abide by, but it's, <laughs> I'll put you in this scenario. It's 3 a.m. Yeah. You had a... I don't know, four-way stop, you know what I'm saying? It's just you mm-hmm. on this road. Mm. The light is red. Do you run it or not? There's no cops around. You don't see any cops, am you know I, what I'm saying? Am I in a hurry? Huh? Am I in a hurry? I'm just saying, do you run You You got the option to run it. It depends. Like, if I'm in a rush and, like, it's an emergency, let's say, like, I have my wife, she's pregnant. Yeah. We run in the red light. Come on. But what a, there's a sense of urgency. No, I'm hold saying. on, hold on, hold on. Oh, there's, there's a sense of urgency. But if I'm just 3 a.m. and like I'm already enjoying my ride, you know, got my music playing. Yeah. You know, it's cool at night. Probably got the windows down. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm just red light. What? A couple minutes. Yeah. I'm gonna sit at it. Now let's see. Let's see. Let's that see. All goes back to patience. Now, no, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Before we go on that. Now you say you got a pregnant wife in the scenario. We. We done summed up the scenario. It's no longer 3 a.m., mm. but it's, I don't know, any time of the day. But your wife is in need. Yeah. Do you run the red light? Of course. You see what I mean? It's, and that's that freedom. Yeah. To choose. Some people will never have the ability to drive a car. Yeah, that's fucked up. There's nations out here who say women can't drive. They'll never have that freedom and. That goes back to that privilege. Mm-hmm. But what is it? What is freedom when everything is put in your face? When we're born, right? Mm-hmm. We're taught 
who the money can bring riches and happiness. Yeah. Everyone wants the Lambo. You know, everyone wants the next best thing. Mm -hmm. That's laissez-faire capitalism. Mm -hmm. I mean, what is the end goal? Right. For me, uh, it's just to provide and serve. Mm -hmm. Provide and serve. What do we do? How do we break people out this ideal of they gotta have something in order to be happy? Because, mm. like, it's what you're saying is going. It's all in us. Yeah, happiness comes from within. Yeah, happiness comes from following your passions and not being content. Well, yeah, being content with what you have in life and accepting where you are in, in your current circumstance. Everything's perfect, like you were saying. Yeah. Okay. Accepting where you are in your current circumstance because. Until you accept where you are, you're never going to move. You see? Talk about elevating. How do you elevate? All right. So to elevate and to change whatever current circumstance you're going into right now, what you have to do is sit down and self-access where you are right now. Self-autonomy, like you were saying. The yeah. freedom, or not the freedom, or freedom of self, understanding self. So you sit down and you write exactly where you are. And then you write where you want to be. Goals. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you write your goals Set down. Goals. How you want to be. You visualize it. You imagine it. But you can't go into step two until you look at what you wrote in step one <clears throat> and fully accept every single one of those points. And not acceptance as in, okay, I got to be like this forever. But accept that's where you at you right there You love every version moment. of yourself. Yep. Sit there and you say, all right, you know what? I can accept that I do that. I can accept that I do this. I can accept that I do whatever else. And then once that acceptance piece is all through, now you can change it. Mm. Because before you accept it and you want to change it, it's almost like denial of self. You know what I'm saying? You look at it and you like, uh-uh, no, this, this, is that, uh-uh, no, 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 no. And your body is like, why are you resisting me? You know what I'm saying? Your brain is looking for problems elsewhere. You got to sit down and be like, you know what? I understand I do that. I understand that's how I react in this situation. I accept that's the way that I react in this situation. And once you accept it, that's when you can move on to first understanding it and then solving it. Because if you don't bring it to mind, you'll never know. Because mm -hmm. a lot of times we just move in habits. Everything is habit. Habit of mind. Habit of yeah. action. You know what I'm saying? So if you, if you were... Um, I don't know. Say you a uh, not moody person, but you react to things fast. I find myself in this in this situation sometimes where I react to something so quick I don't get, even give it time to develop. You know what I'm saying? I gotta understand that that's not necessarily wrong, but it's not right. You know what I'm saying? Nothing is wrong. Nothing is right. There's no ultimate truth. It's all about perception. So to me, I feel like that's ultimately wrong into where I want to go in life. You know what I'm saying? I got to be able to be patient in how I react to stuff. But I can't change that part of myself until I first accept it. So I bring it to mind and say, you know what, this is how I react. And now, every time I react like that, I'm aware of it. I brought the habit to the front of my mind, to the forefront of my thoughts. And I'm like, all right, it's there. It's happening right now. This is one of those moments. You know what I mean? This is one of the moments where I'm about to react. And even if I don't catch it right before I do it, it's not going to happen the first time. You're not going to catch it the first time you fuck up. You know what I'm saying? When you're trying to change this habit. But when you're you going to notice it quicker after it happens. 
You know what I mean? You'll be like, oh shit, I reacted like this. All right, what led to that? Boom, 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 boom. Now you can look for the signs to where to change. Now you can see the small stuff. Like I said in the beginning of so you can see the small shit you got to change. All right, when this situation happened, I react like this. What things led up to that situation happening before I reacted? Now, the next time the situation happened, because it's going to happen again. Everything repeats itself until you learn from it. History repeats itself. Yeah, until yes. you learn from it. So, boom. The more the situation happens, you're going to be like, oh, it's about to happen? Boom. Breathe. Now you got to find something to replace the habit with. So, before I react, take a deep breath. You know what I'm saying? And that gave me the control over my mind to understand where that habit used to be. Now I can replace what used to be in place of that habit. What are some uh, good habits that you have? Um, lately, okay, I've been doing this thing called the 30-Day Challenge by Earl Nightingale. I feel like everybody should look into that. Just look up Earl Nightingale on YouTube and just jump into that. It sounds a little botched, you know, the audio, because it's super old, but I'm telling you, that shit is the secret. Anybody who listening who take it, that's free game right there. I don't know. I could sell that to niggas, you know what I'm saying? But, like, that's free game. So one thing I've been noticing, come back to my life, because I've had a lot of habits over my life. One thing I've noticed that's always been prominent is, one, wake up and make my bed. Two, bust 50 push-ups when mm. I wake up and before I go to sleep, just to get the blood flowing, you know what I'm saying? Start my day off with a win. Three, clean my services like make sure my services are organized because once it's too disorganized it's hard to think you know what i'm saying another one would be work out in regular intervals so you might not work out every day but make sure you're working out every other day you know what i'm saying if you work out on mondays and fridays make sure you get your body in the habit of working out on mondays and fridays everybody body different so i'm not gonna tell you to work out every day or work out every other day whatever schedule works best for you make sure you get in some type of type of recreational movement. You know what I'm saying? Even if it's just cardio, even if you just walk everywhere for a day, even if you go to the gym and lift three weights, you do three exercises. You like to hoop? I love hooping. You be hooping? You yeah, nice? Hooping. I've never been the type to, you know, boost my own game. Well, I'm but just I asking, let, like, is you good? You I know? let niggas watch, though. You know what I'm saying? My game speak for itself. Yeah, bet. You got to pull up to the Lions Center. But, yeah. Yeah, just small habits. You know what I'm saying? Little shit that keep your life in order. I try, when I'm aware of it, I take five concentrated breaths. And that just keep me in regulation. Five a day will do you good. Five every time you realize you need to do it will do you even better. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But if you can get at least five concentrated breaths a day in, boom. You're going to feel way more calm, less anxious. And you can see shit coming. It's almost like a sixth sense. You become so aware of the world around you that it's like, you can anticipate the next move. You'd be like, you know what, this is about to happen, and boom, it happens. Once you get more control over how you think and what you thinking, and you know what? Not even how you think and what you thinking. It's important to understand that whatever you think about, you will become. But sometimes shit happens outside of our control. So the more you can become aware of how you react to stuff, all right, the more you can um control your reaction and stuff like I was saying the more you can control that reaction and understand how you react and the shit that's that's what gets you through mm. and that's what being able to understand your thoughts and understand yourself will bring you that awareness to see how you react and stuff everything turned to slow motion 
because we at the end of the day we animals you know what i'm saying and all animals react you know what i'm saying but what distinguishes us from animals is the ability to think about our own thoughts you know what i'm saying so once you're able to be aware of your own thoughts self-aware self-autonomy that's that's what pull you through you know what I'm saying? You 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 develop the sixth sense of, all right, this situation just happened. This how I'm react to it. How often do you find yourself in those situations where you have to slow things down? This fucking morning. <laughs> what happened? Even it, nothing crazy. I needed something from somebody, and I texted them, and they re, they responded, and I read it a certain way in my head, and I was ready to react. But I was like, you know what? Think of every other possible outcome and what was going on into this text. You know what I'm saying? What if they wasn't thinking the way I'm thinking they thinking when they texted me back? Mm. Sometimes it may sound hostile when somebody texts you back and you get all riled up There's and upset. There's no tone or diction. Yeah, in it. It's you just know a text message. So it's all up here. Yeah. So I'm like, I need to think. And I took took my time, breathe, and I'm like, you know what? I don't have to react this way because it don't always got to be like that. You know what I mean? So every day I find myself challenging myself to watch how I react to certain interactions. Even on the court, somebody talking crazy. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I'm going to talk that shit back. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to talk that shit but, back. But, you know, it's easy for the me, me to react to hit a nigga. You know what I'm saying? No, nah. no, nah, nah, I'm just saying, like, different type of people, different type of people react to different stuff. So it's like, I could be that type of person that jump off. But it's like, you know what? It's a game. And you got to understand where you at, too. It's yeah, like, it's a game. We all playing. I don't know what he been through today. Even if he mean what he's saying and it's not something like, you know, something just like play, play. Even if he mean what he's saying, I can't get mad at him because I don't know what he, what he done been through. So another important aspect that we should add to our lives is just being able to... um Let things go. Yeah, and, and think of every other possible reason that something could be happening. There was a video on Instagram of the, I think it was in Brazil. Yeah. Somewhere in South America. Um, a fellow was kicking a guy's truck in at the gas station. Mm -hmm. You know, <laughs> the guy pulled out a pistol and shot him dead. Crazy. And nobody did anything, but. I'm not sure. I didn't follow it up, but going to your important, going to your point on reactions. Mm-hmm. Why was that guy kicking the truck? Right. Why did the guy have to shoot him? What was going on in both their days to where they feel like he had to kick the truck and this nigga feel like... He had to shoot him over there. That's what I'm saying. So, even in your own life, and it's, it's not going to be as extreme as this, but it can it can get as, as extreme as that. Even in the boondocks, they had something called a nigga moment. That shit was so funny. Yeah, I know that. But, like, if you don't know what I'm talking about, just look it no, up. No, I do. Yeah, no, I'm talking, yeah. about, I'm talking about the people listening. Thank me. Yeah, but, um, yeah, if, if you in traffic and somebody cut you off, Think about why that person might have cut you off. And nothing is personal. You know what I'm saying? You could be like, damn, maybe they late for work. Or maybe their mom just died at the hospital and that's where they're trying to get. Mm. And then watch how that shifts your body from a state of, I want to react to this person and what they're doing and how they inconvenience me, boom, 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 to now I got a sort of empathy for this person. It's like, you know, I'm going to let them do that. That's why love has to radiate outside of you. At it's all hard, time. It's hard not to like someone who's so loving. Yeah. You, you seem like the bad person. Yeah. So if everyone was just so loving, you know. It'd be nobody to hate. Exactly. And, you know, we can close this out. We didn't 
we didn't snuck up on an hour quick as hell, but we can always come back for another episode. I really like that one, but yeah, it was deep. Close us out with something. Give me a little quote or something. Close us out. Uh, let's see what I can leave y'all with. Hmm. I'm not gonna leave y'all with a quote. I want y'all to do something. Go ahead. We started this talking about promises. Mm-hmm. I want y'all to make a promise to yourselves. Everyone out there listening. Each day you wake up, tell someone you love them. And mean it. And mean it. Not only is it gonna make day day, you're gonna start to slowly see your life get way better. Mm-hmm. And guys, if we can all love each other, I promise it's gonna it's gonna be a big difference. Yeah. But um, awesome, nice being on here talking to you. Hey, thanks for coming on. Nah, dude. man, this is a nice setup. <laughs> we, this this is good. Man, uh, anything you you want to leave us here with? Just like he was saying, dog. Just challenge yourself to be better, but don't challenge yourself to the point where you feel like you got to quit. Each day, just give yourself a small task to follow through on and then follow through on it and celebrate it. Mm. It don't got to be the biggest thing, but take time to congratulate yourself for what you're doing. Take time to thank yourself for doing what you're doing because it, it, it could have been just as easy to sit your ass down and not do nothing. Right. It's easy to be lazy. Right. So the fact that you did anything towards any goal that you have in your life is extremely amazing. The fact that you got up and put in effort to do something today. Thank yourself. And when you do shit, got this from a movie. Okay. Do it 100%. Always give your best. If you're going to shit, shit the best. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> have the best shit you possibly can. If you're going to eat, eat like it's your last meal. If you're mm. going to work, work like you'll never work again. Live every day like it's your last, because one day it just might be. Thanks.